0: Inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us. You, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today. Tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. So hello, hello, and welcome to Powered by Age. Today we're having a conversation potluck. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and we we have a unique thing we're going to do today is develop our show as if it were a potluck, but an organized potluck. So I'm asking everyone today to introduce yourself in the appetizer. If you were a flavor or an attitude, what would that be? So start with Leslie.
1: Oh, this is a really interesting one. Let's say your name, too. (laughs) Okay, right. Uh, I'm Leslie Hebert from New Westminster, and I find this a very interesting kind of way to start. Um, I can't think of myself as one flavor. Um, I'm probably a complex. I think if I could describe myself as anything, it might be sweet and sour, um, because I tend to be sweet on the outside, but then I also have this undercurrent.
0: (laughs) Oh, wonderful.
2: Okay, Sherry? Um, I think I'll go for hot and spicy. Hot and spicy because I like to, oh, in, in my work, whatever I do, I like to provoke thought. I like to uh, kind of ignite that inner fire, that flame, that heat, that nourishes and sustains, so... Hot and savory and spicy, a direction that I tend to lean towards.
0: Wow, that's going to make a tasty meal. And tell us your
2: name again. Sherry, last name is Dougal. Uh,
0: Don Martin.
3: Um, oh, this is a tough question. I didn't come prepared, but I guess um, off the top of my head, I would say lemon. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's tart and it can go with sweet and
0: savory. Ah, And it's nutritious.
4: (laughs) Uh, Chris? I'm going to go with, following the trend here, I'm going to go with smooth and spiky. um, (laughs) because, Because there's moments when I can be really smooth and suave but there's moments when forget it the edge, the edges are there, and they're gonna show themselves when they need to, so smooth and spiky that's my- design. no no, that's my appetizer. oh sorry, I'm Chris Morrissey and I'm, I'm, I'm while my participation is at Britannia Community Center. I'm currently a resident in the rehab program of uh, Holy Family Hospital having had a having had my right leg amputated
0: and having a feisty attitude in healing.
5: Neil Ryan. And uh, what popped into my mind immediately that you asked the question was key lime pie. Ooh. <laughs> I am key lime pie today. Uh, smooth, sweet, and uh, most desirable. Wow. And a little tangy. <laughs> Say again, to, uh, Leslie, I didn't hear you.
1: And a little
0: tangy. And I am... Charlotte and I am chai, a blend of spices that pick up your tea and <laughs> help you brings illumination and calmness. So now, if this were a potluck, you know, at the 411 Center, a sponsor for this podcast, we used to have potlucks and even though it was a potluck, the people who put the food out were very organized. They put all the appetizers together, then they moved along with salads and they had fruit salads, even separate from the vegetable salads. And then they went on to the main course dishes, whether they were individual meats or if they were stews, curries, etc. So we are going to go over to the main course. And the main course is your reflections on the inauguration. Uh, almost everyone here has either got family, friends, or someone in the States and probably looked inauguration and have some feelings. So whoever would like to reflect first can
5: raise your right hand.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, uh, Neil. Well, that is my right hand. <laughs> um, I was really moved more today than I was yesterday, although I was happy to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris become the head honchos of the United States. (laughs) But today, I was looking at what Joe Biden has done today to restore faith in the U.S. government, and I oh, almost drawn to tears. I felt so emotional about the work that he has started today, and uh, he he totally flipped the the in trump in the white house with people having working from home people mandatory masks uh, social distancing yeah, i know he did a a, men, a number of things uh, like cancel the wall that that trump's wall oh. but but mostly what i felt was deep appreciation for what he is doing to restore the administration to its job, which is to run the country in the healthiest possible way. So, I mean, the the list goes on and on, but I was really moved emotionally. I wanted to cry, I didn't because Hell, I'm a man, and I'm not supposed to cry at any time, let alone when you have feelings. but yeah i i I love what he's doing in my heart i've I have been doing some prayers to try and make it happen without more violence, without more people being hurt, being killed. but yeah. I I had strong feelings today. Okay,
0: you know, Don, if you were an auction and you lift your hand like that, you bought it. So
3: (laughs) I was just scratching my (laughs) ear.
5: Dangerous. I was just looking at my hand. I say, oh yeah, I got a right hand.
3: Well, I was I was very inspired by the fact that there is now a woman vice president and and she is a woman of color and um, the strong presence of women in the ceremony really was was great. Um I loved Lady Gaga, I love J Lo. <laughs> um I love the Sotomaya yeah, Soda Um the chief justice of my ear was was there and swearing people in. Um, I just I uh, but um, you know I'm not I'm not a big one for the kind of the pomp and circumstance. I'm really glad they got through it. I'm glad there was no incidents, um, and uh, and I'm really really as Neil said I'm I'm really really happy with the the um, immediate policies that are going into effect. Um, uh I, i'm a, i'm especially liking the the um the focus on covid and um and um g- getting rid of the arab ban um there's a there's a number of things but um yeah. and, and and re and rejoining the um paris accords i think is terribly important so um there's a lot of things that that i feel really good about but i think that i think Kamala Harris's um, being the vice president is re- really was very inspiring to me. So,
0: Okay. It, it, you know, I could see you guys moving around. And, and Sherry used her hand to brush her hair. So you're next.
2: <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you guys um, read the poem uh, written by a girl called Amanda Gorman. Mm-hmm. The Hill We Climb. It was a beautiful poem. And I think it made me emotional. And I want to read the ending of it. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's- Speak
0: uh, a little louder.
2: Oh, okay. Yes, um, uh, there was a poem uh, by, uh, written by a young uh, youth called Amanda Gorman. It's called The Hill We Climb. And it's a beautiful poem and it really uh, captured the emotions that I felt. And I wanted to read kind of the end of it, of that particular poem. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover. In every known nook of our nation, and every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge. Battered and beautiful, when day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new day blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So so, Mm -hmm. I, I think that so much relates to. Sherry also wrote a very powerful poem called "I Stand with Farmers," and that is a connection from the heart to poets, but also a call, you know, it's like a calling forth to people to look at that hill and look at the transition and look at what can happen through in a peaceful means and through searching ourselves. So did you have any other thoughts besides reading it?
2: There was a mix of feelings, but I think I'll just leave it with the the end of that one.
3: I I read that um, that Amanda had a speech impediment where she couldn't say "rs," and there's like a, a zillion words with "rs" in that poem. She said in an interview um, yesterday that mm-hmm. two years ago she would not have been able to read it.
0: But but an interesting thing that she did, she said she took uh, uh, the well, no, you know the uh, the, hey. the musical. It's right out of my head. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> and she went through all of those R's. And through doing that, she was able to be comfortable with R's. But in one of her interviews, she really talked about the diligence that she did with preparing and that she didn't think of itself as an impediment, but just a difficulty, something that almost like a hill, she climbed over the R's. So with all those gazillion R's that were in her poem, she didn't stumble over any of them. <laughs>
2: And nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you from tapping into your own power. And she's just proof of that. Even Einstein, he had dyslexia. All these creative, soulful people had stuff they had to overcome.
5: (laughs) My insanity is in good company then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, Chris, you were touching your forehead. So you're next. (laughs)
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to echo a bit of what Don said. I I, I I have no recollection of when the last time was that I sat in front of a TV crying, mm. and and it it I was so moved by Kamala Harris being there, and a woman and a woman of color finally have reached a a, a position of of such prominence. And, and it, I think of all of the years and all of the struggles of women. And women of color from way back when, from before women were even able to vote, to a position where there's a woman who's now vice president of what they call the most powerful country in the world. Although I question that, but anyway, um, and 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 I agree with Dawn too. All the presence of all the other women that were there, front and center, and including including the young woman who was the poet. Um, I mean, not only was there there was a disconcerted effort to make sure that there were that there was some some i want to say it was going to say some balance but it was actually more heavily heavily skewed on the women's side which is very unusual um these days um but but to to be able to see that those numbers of women who are strong uh strong and fearful and who, who have gone through, I'm sure, struggle after struggle. I'm sure Kamala Harris didn't get to be where she is without having had to go through some enormous, uh, I'm gonna say, branded by fire. So uh, uh, so that for me was the most moving.
0: Yes, I think as you talk about women, there were so many symbolic things. The, the color, she wore the purple suit is a tribute to Shirley Chisholm, who was the first Black woman who ran, had the nerve to run for for, uh, for for president or have a campaign. She was shot in the leg while she was running and campaigning. And so just the struggle, the, while there was a lot of nastiness within this campaign, um, the, the difference and even the right to be supported and to have large numbers of people around the country uh, you know, organized and behind both uh, President Biden and uh, Vice President Uh, Kamala, the people that were behind them to get them on the the ballot and then to get people out to vote. It was really such a contrast from that struggle that uh, Shirley Chisholm had to go through. Um, Leslie?
1: Yeah, I think I joined uh, not only the people in the U.S., but probably uh, many people around the world in heaving this great collective sigh of relief. Um, A sigh of relief that there was uh, none of the anticipated violence on Inauguration Day. And um, I'm anticipating great things from this new administration. Uh, I also recognize that they're going to face a lot of challenges. There's going to be a lot of resistance. And I think they need our continued positive vibes to continue and to become successful.
0: You know, when he spoke about the American story, it was really interesting. As he began, was like a hundred or so executive orders that he had stacked up in those bandages to sign. But he signed 17 last night before, you know, he went on out to the celebration or took himself Mm -hmm. home for probably some well, well his new home in the White House to have some well-deserved sleep, and the Canada the canceling the key, the the pipeline has mixed reactions here because, of course, for the province of Alberta, it's it's a shock. It's it's horrible, but then you know the environmentalists and indigenous people were against that that pipeline. What do you think about uh, that cancellation? Uh,
5: I I, I want to add. One but, yeah. small note to the conversation about Kamala and uh, and the women, and, and and if I may respond to Chris, Chris, it's not only the hard work of women that brought her to the vice presidency, but also the hard work of men to open their hearts to the idea that we are all human beings and we are all equal and i i i i know i would argue with my father w- women are not just to birth children and 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 cook meals and so i would say i want to be included as p- part of the the affirmation that women are in fact perhaps more than equal thank you yeah.
4: thanks thanks Neil i i I totally agree with you I think the only the only thing that uh, that I that I see would sort of that's a little bit different is that, The women who were in in those positions were the ones who were hurt, who were discriminated against, who were put down and who had to continue moving forward with the support of uh, with other supportive people, for sure. Uh, And and of course, it does need it does need everybody. It needs both men, women and and trans people to be supportive of each other. I totally agree with you yeah so thanks for adding that
0: and i thought how remarkably supportive her husband might be because you know we can think of millions of movies that we've seen when a woman was moving into power the husband was either jealous or spiteful or and it just watching them with with the fireworks and he had his arm around her and then from uh pictures from the front this the silo of the silhouette of the two of them together it takes a lot of strength to be the first second man <laughs> i was just thinking wow he has got to be a really strong uh person confident within himself to have supported her all the ways along uh you know, each of the offices that she had in California, being a senator, that it really took a strong person to to stay with her and to stand in this new role as the first second man
5: in the United States. Chris, I invite you to buy my book. It's on Amazon. And read my poem to my mother. (laughs) It's called Ordinary Mary. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, everyone, I I have to leave. I I wish
3: I could stay. This has been really interesting discussion, but um, good to
0: see you all. And um, yeah, i really look forward glad, to really glad about the election. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next week. We are going to have a, a contest coming up for people interviewing people. So think of someone that you want to use your Zoom to interview.
4: Oh, OK. All right.
5: All right. Thank you. Bye, Dawn. Bye. Be well.
4: Bye, Don. Nice to see Bye, you again.
5: <laughs> so we had
0: gotten to. Um, oh, what do you think about the any of those specific uh, presidential orders that he signed? particularly the, the reaction, the difference in reaction that's in, in Canada, that many people are happy from an environmental standpoint about the cancellation. And, you know, the the, the province is in dismay because of what it perceives as a financial loss.
1: Well, it's, uh, it is a difficult problem for Alberta, obviously, but I think ultimately pipelines are going to go the way of the dinosaur. Right. Um It's just, uh, you know, I remember Margaret Thatcher, I was thinking about Margaret Thatcher, uh, when you talked about the second, you know, the, the, the the second vice president spouse kind of thing. Uh, I remember the same debate went on around Dennis Thatcher when Margaret Thatcher became PM, but uh, Thatcher closed down the coal mines. and I think what she did, she didn't actually close them down. She just stopped government support for them because they were no longer economical. Um, I think Alberta has not diversified their economy, um, which is part of the problem. They've relied so much on oil. And, you know, in, you know, in the coming century, uh, carbon fuels are going to disappear. They're going to have to find some other way to finance their economy um saudi arabia has known this for you know many many years uh, they have uh, spent a lot of money in educating their young people in engineering and other you know other professions that could help develop the economy because they know that oil is going to run out um alberta had a A heritage fund, which uh, they could have used to uh, invest in other aspects of the economy, but I don't know what's happened to that. It's kind of I think they've uh, frittered it away or used it for something else. So, um, yes, Alberta is going to have problems, but I think to delay uh, pulling away from fossil fuel is just going to delay the inevitable. So I think in the long run. Uh, It could be a wake-up call for Alberta.
2: And we need to look at the Mm long-term. It is very important. Short-term, yes, it may have some benefits, but long-term, it's just going to destroy our environment. Mm. Which reminds me of uh, when I was applying for... uh, uh, a naturopathic medical school. During the interview, she had a question. Is there any point where you had a dilemma? And I'm like, hmm, dilemma. And I remember when I was an undergrad, uh, this girl said, can you sign this petition for me? Um, my dad, he, he, he's a logger. He chops down trees. He's going to lose his job. So can you sign for me so that he doesn't lose his job? I go, what does your dad do? She goes, he chops down trees. But I'm like, "Um, I would like to support, but I'm sorry. I just can't sign it for you. So I had to look at the long term of the consequence of my action. And I think we tend to forget that. So we always need to keep the long-term in mind. And long-term, we have to look at the health of our future generations. It's very important. Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, Leslie, uh, um, I lived in the West End in Vancouver, which Mm was uh, very high gay-oriented and... I had an Alberta man ask me. He was parking in the in the Safeway parking lot, and I was crossing because I lived right beside the Safeway. When he asked me, "Oh, how do you stand being in a city with all those gay people?" I said to him, "You must be from Alberta." Oh. <laughs> There is a mindset, a macho, if you can't put a drill bit down five miles to get the oil, you're not a man, you know? That, that, that's what they're suffering from. And that's what's got to change. Because they they have a mindset that... Is still in the frontier
1: um, It's also been uh, easy money, basically for them. you oh, know yeah. that there's been such a resource, such a great resource to exploit, that yeah. they've become so wealthy from it, with no thoughts to the future.
5: Yeah, and they used that uh, heritage fund uh, to uh, maintain the, the the services to the community instead of saying we either increase taxes or cut back. What's your mm-hmm. choice?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing is with respect to the cancellation of the pipeline, I I don't think it should have come as a surprise. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's... There's been a whole lot of movement in that direction and and, and a, certainly a lot of pressure from people on both sides of the border and people around the world who are concerned about the, about the climate and and, and, the, and the increasing uh, heat, heat of the earth. so I, I think on their point, talk about needing to take the long view, I think they're extremely short-sighted because before he put all that money into it, Mr. Kenny should have known that if there was going to be a change in government in the United States, he was likely to lose his money. So I have to say, even though I've met Jason Kenney several times personally, and that he has done some, he did one thing that really made a difference to the the queer community that he is extremely short-sighted in terms of his, in terms of the vision, for sure. Um, And, 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 I think you know when you kind of put all the pieces that that each one of you have said together, it just kind of all it all comes together. Of course, it was it was a quick get rich rich scheme. There's the whole macho mentality. There's the short term view instead of the long term view. When you put all of that stuff together, it's kind of it was bound to fail. My only concern is that now that's been canceled. What's happen going to happen to the pressure for the Trans Mountain? because i think having having lost having they're having lost their export of oil to to the south they're going to want to really pressure to make sure that they get the export of oil to the east i mean to the west um to east to west um, so that that's a concern for for me for british columbia um, never mind alberta uh it's concern for them but but from where we live and the stance that we have, my concern now is is looking at how do we protect our environment and our our um, the things that we value and that are really important to us, like the rivers and the salmon and the all of that stuff and the First Nations. And I know that First Nations are divided um, between their support for it or not support for it, and I I, I understand why because. Canada has not exactly been very supportive of First Nations people. They wouldn't need to be needing. They wouldn't need to be needing to be in support of the of the pipeline if they if they had an economic, if they had an economic base that they mm. they were able to so, so, not just survive but to thrive on. So you know there is that dilemma that that goes on, and I just don't want us to play one group of First Nations or one group of white people against the First Nations people. Um, It's important for me, it's important to understand. I hate the fact that they have different, that they themselves have have differences of opinion and it's unfortunate, but I also understand why. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. If you wanna make sure that you've got food for your kids and, and you'd like to move to a place where you don't have to boil your water, then of of course you want to have a job and the Trans Mountain Pipeline is there and it's going to give you a job. So it, it all becomes for me very complex. So there's the cancellation to the south, which I'm really happy about. And then there's all of the implications that the fallout from that in terms of what comes next. So I, I think somebody said earlier, I think it might have been you, Leslie, in terms of um, there there is going to be a lot of backlash um, on on so many of these uh so many of these executive orders that he's signing, there is, and of course, there's going to be because change always is going to bring some backlash so yeah but that's those are my thoughts, yeah,
1: uh, and most of these issues when you look at them, none of them actually are simple, none no. of them are strictly black and white, no. they you know yeah. Um, and you say, you know, the Native peoples aren't united, but you look at any population and any policy, yeah. nobody's going to be 100% united no. about any policy that's implemented.
4: Yeah.
5: yeah. I will say one thing that I was pleased about with uh, Joe Biden, and that is his the first phone call he took to congratulate him was from Trudeau. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that relationship is going to come back to its normal, we're brothers.
0: And respect, I I think there's just the world leaders, America had lost such uh, respect among world leaders because this Mm -hmm. previous person was so rude and so nasty and so, it just had no decorum. (laughs) But uh, it's great tomorrow, uh, Premier Trudeau and uh, Mm -hmm. President Biden are supposed to talk, they're scheduled to talk already. I thought that's great because Mm -hmm. it's not taking an, an army of people to their people to talk with his people. They've already said we're talking. And but I wanted to that kind of shifts to another part within um this conversation, this main course, about what are our feelings? What do we feel about the challenges? When Father Donovan gave his prayer, he talked about us exploring the holy mystery of love and how do we get into the joy of love. It's kind of the same thing we were talking a little bit about, Dr. King, that holding the power and holding the the demand that a society change, even being willing to protest about it, but also bringing love. How can love, what kind of conversations can we have with people to help people think about some of those exact things you were mentioning, the, the, the difference in impact that it will have on some Canadians, the difference in impact that, it'll, that it will put on Canada to look at its uh, restoration agreements, things that have been sitting there. How does that impact on you as uh, feeling a need to talk or be involved in conversations with people?
4: Um, one of the things that occurs to me is what what Sherry said earlier about uh, about signing that petition for the for the her her friend's uh, father is is that sense of being able to understand the the other person's position and need. Because I think generally those positions that are different, when we have different positions, they basically come out of some basic fundamental, whether it's fear, anxiety, or whatever it is. And so it seems that I mean, if you're talking about love, we have to be able to bridge those gaps. And I think it's it, I mean, it, it's maybe the understanding that comes out of love if that's what you if that's where it comes from. Um, to be able to see that whatever whatever what, wherever the differences arise, there's usually something fundamental underneath it that that comes from a place of oftentimes fear. Um, fear and 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 love can overcome fear uh, but not not easily Um, but I think that's one of the things that one of the things that maybe as an individual um, is something that I can do is to try and be understanding of someone who has a different position to mine and of course, I'm always right. Which, you know, my position is always right, but uh, but at least to be able to come to that place of being able to bring some common understanding. Because I mean, when you think about the riots that were happening in, in in the states a couple of weeks ago, of course, all those people think they think what they were doing was trying to preserve their democracy and in many ways they have some legitimate there were some legitimate issues and concerns because you know the 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 employment their fears and all that kind of stuff so I think I think in terms of what you're talking about love um the bigger things are there And remember when we were talking about Martin Luther King the other day my concern was how do you how do you bridge those gaps but I think perhaps that is the one-to-one thing where we try to be understanding of where the other person is coming from, in terms of mostly in terms of their fear and their anxiety. Because I know when I'm afraid, uh, I'm not exactly the the most pleasant person to be around or to live with, right? <laughs> and I can be pretty feisty. I did say I was spiky for the appetizer, so <laughs> so so. Uh, um so I guess those are my thoughts for <laughs> enough.
0: No, that's very pertinent because, uh, you know, there's a spiritual principle of speak the truth in love. And that's kind of the healing thing that has to happen now between where within families in the States, there were people fighting with family members, people not letting their children speak to other children where they weren't hearing so i think being able as you said the example that that sherry gave of saying to a person i understand what you're saying and i sympathize with your father however it's my belief that chopping down trees is wrong so i respect your right you know to support your father but unfortunately i can't because of my belief about the importance of trees and being able to civilly it's just you know, each of you has a different way that you are a leader. If you're a writer, you're a leader. If you're a speaker, you're a leader. You are leading somebody somewhere. And so I think us examining how can we speak the truth and love and help people to understand I hear you, but just because I hear you, I don't have to bash you upside the head with, uh, you know, my my, uh, my, my 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 clipboard with my paper that you didn't sign. <laughs>
5: You know, I I was five years old when my family moved into a lumber camp in northwestern Ontario. And the camp had 50 men that in the wintertime, uh, from the fall through till spring, they cut down trees every day. And they supported not only my mother and uh, my father, because my father was the Was the timekeeper and the supplies keeper, and uh, but I ate regularly every day, and I was there for ten till I was ten years old. And I agree. I don't want them to cut down trees, but that's how I lived when I was five years old, and six years old, and ten years old. The spring of my following my 10th birthday, we moved into the city, which meant that I was educated by my mother, who had a grade three education. But I learned to write, and I learned to, oh, thank you, God, I learned to speak. I learned the language, which is what I use in my poetry. Mm We think we're losing Chris. Yes. Um,
0: Leslie, what do you think about that with the platform that you have both as a poet and a teacher being able with the way that you communicate things to to people, make it harmonious or not a a source for fight?
1: Yeah, actually, as as an ESL teacher, I've always had to be very sensitive to different viewpoints. And... um, you know culturally people believe very different things and it was never my job in the classroom to contradict students and tell them that their beliefs were wrong but um, also as an educator um, i know i was only teaching them the language but i also felt it was part of my role to open their minds to different points of view so it's not always about persuading people it's about just simply opening them to new ideas so that they can think about those themselves and, and perhaps down the road come to a different viewpoint. It's not going to be immediate. Yeah, I think
0: Sherry has an example of a way that she was... She, there's something that she wrote, but the way that she wrote it, it was... It's, it's on YouTube, it's within social media, but it's something that reaches the senses in a different way. Do you feel... Comfortable to share that poem,
2: Sherry? Yes, my farmer's poem? Yeah, absolutely. I'll share it. And yeah, going back to teaching, I think the key thing is facilitating dialogue and discussion and allowing the students to share and making them feel safe, creating a safe environment for your students and uh, keeping a safe environment within yourself and those around you. Because I think it's a, a sense of safety is essential in allowing mm-hmm. us to, allowing us to be who we are mm-hmm. as, as individuals. And uh, yes, I will, uh, I will grab my poem out and uh, I was lucky enough to share it on on the program.
0: This will introduce our our desserts part of our Mm -hmm. conversation smorgasbord. (laughs) Not smorgasbord, our our conversation potluck.
5: (laughs) Um, I'm going to stick with my key lime pie.
2: (laughs) I think I'm going to go for rum cake. Mm. rum cake because for me of course rum is intoxicating and it's sweet just like my name Sherry it's ah. sweet but <laughs> intoxicating
4: at the same mm. time
5: <laughs> rum, rum, rum cake and Sherry <laughs>
4: Sherry so, so long as, so long as, it's, so long as the Sherry is Harvey's Bristol cream <laughs> Mm. (laughs) If you're going to have sherry, it's got to be the best. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Awesome.
2: And uh, should I just uh, go ahead and read it? Yes. I am ready. All right. So I stand with farmers. It starts with the Japji Sahib, which is a homage to nature. Bhavan Guru Pani Pitta Mata Dharat Mahat. Air is the teacher, water the father, and the earth is the great mother. Don't take my mother away from me. Don't take my mother away from me. I, too, am a daughter of the land. You can see her fields growing inside the curves of my hips. Rivers and streams flow through my limbs as calloused hands and sore feet take me through a journey of the past, where a catalogue of framed faces appears in front of me, longing to be touched by the light. I stay connected with her and go deep within, exploring the landscape of my own body. She's my home and I'm rooted in her. Don't take my mother away from me. Tyrant after tyrant, strips her of her worth, but she continues to feed me despite her empty plate. She teaches me how to till the fertile soil of my heart. Your heart is not for sale, she says. Your heart is not for sale. It is the soul of a nation. She cradles me in her arms and I yield to her. Overflowing with abundance, her love spills over, allowing seeds to burst open with the heat of the sun. The wind stirs inside me. She is my foundation. And with every step I take, she gives me permission to flower and blossom into who I am. My mother's words echo through the garden of my mind, calling forth tenderness from tissues of vulnerability. Transform your weakness into strength, she says, like raw cotton turned into thread that is magically weaved into the fabric of your being. My mother gives me clothes to wear. She nurses me back to health with leaves drained and dried. In her kitchen are cartons of milk, bags of basmati rice, whole wheat atta flour, I can hear the grinding of mortar and pestle in the background as she hands me over a neatly arranged spice box. She's a mistress of spices. I see yellow turmeric, red chili powder, cumin, and ground coriander with varying shades of brown. She adds a pop of mustard seeds to fried onions that sizzle amid sliced green chili peppers in a garlic-ginger base. Don't take my mother away from me. Don't take my mother away from me. She reminds me that each morsel I eat represents a way of life. She reminds me that home is not handcuffed to the watch on my wrist. Home is not handcuffed to the watch on my wrist, but resides under the temple of a blue sky beneath which lush scenic views lie scattered across the horizon of that which is you. Wow.
1: Sherry, that was amazing love that so much. Thank it was sensuous, it was passionate, it was tender it was and and then when you talked about the food that comes from the earth and the smells and the tastes and the spices, it was just it was just so wonderful and it also reminded me of uh, the first Nations who also called the earth their mother.
2: Every culture it, I called the earth. Uh, some uh, in mother, they call it um, Bharat Mata. They call India Bharat Mata. So that's the actual name we give to our country. So I think it's a reflection of our own spiritualities that is deeply ingrained, whether no matter which part of the world we're in, it's that spirituality that is ingrained. And I think that's why the mother will always be a part of wherever we are, whatever part of the world we're from. The mother will always be a part yeah. of it. I mean, even in English,
1: we have, you know, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, right? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Sherry, would you, Sherry. You, would you would you be willing to share that with us? Sending an email out by email to Charlotte, who could send it out to us, so um, that we have a chance. Because I love hearing it read, and I'd also like to have the opportunity to to read it to read it as well. Um, the, the words on the page. Yeah, so I really appreciate that opportunity to do that. Though I have to say that I think when it comes to poetry, the most powerful thing is to hear the poet read it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. I will definitely send it to Charlotte. And,
4: Thank, you. Uh, you, Thank can, you so much. Yes.
2: Yeah, I wanted to start with something abstract and take everyone into the kitchen because that's the basics of Indian cooking. Like I was saying when I was talking to Charlotte in the previous interview, that is the basics of Indian cooking. You have your fried onion, ginger, garlic, green chilies, and all the spices, and then you add your vegetables on top. It always starts starts with that base, and then we can add on on top of that base and add layers as required to the cooking.
0: And what stood out for me about the poem, I Stand With Farmers, I linked it to Dr. King's speech, The Drum Major Instinct. It was one of his, it was a a long sermon, and then there was an excerpt. And what he was calling to people was to take a stand, that you have to take a stand. And so where some people, a few weeks ago, I saw the one minute soundbite that uh, the radio, the TV stations had about the uh, Canadian farmers standing with the Indian farmers. And I didn't understand what the issues were. So it was a softer way because through this poem, then I could see, oh, you know, taking away their subsidy is really separating them from their mother and the spices to see how it was connected. Because someone said to me, you know, I don't see how that's connected to us. I said, it's the largest spice that I learned from Sherry. <laughs> it's the world's supporter. This is where the world gets a spices so if they mistreat the farmers there and they take away the subsidy and the price of spice goes up the price on almost everything candy cookies almost everything people buy worldwide is going to go up so it was just again saying to me and giving encouragement to poets and writers the power that we have because more people now it was in um the georgia strait more people from hearing that will now maybe be interested to say you know what could i do or what what does that mean is there something i'm supposed to write my mp is there something i should be writing the prime minister what could i do to be supportive of the issue so um, thank you sherry
1: thank you yeah i have one today okay Yeah, okay. Um, It's a poem of thanks, and I'm actually feeling very thankful right now with the way things have happened south of the border. So thanks be. Thanks be for the torture of the mountain path. Thanks be for the pain of the struggle. Thanks be for the agony of the challenge that reminds us we are alive. Thanks be for blessed rest when the climb is done. Thanks be for music out of tune. Thanks be for families who are broken. Thanks be for this wonderful, crazy life. Wow. (laughs) Thanks
0: be for that beautiful poem. Wow. It's so timely and relevant for right now. We're feeling thankful and hopeful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it certainly has been a, a broken time leading up to this. So, you know, these broken times certainly do make us appreciate uh, when things are better, right?
2: Well, like I want to, to thank. Sorry, I like of to you. think of gratitude. I like to think of gratitude as one of the secrets of life. Mm-hmm. Got to be grateful every day.
0: Well, I'm grateful for all of you for being here on Powered by Age today.